You're listening to It's Not a Show with Tara Francisco and Rance Rizzuto. They're usually performers, but today they're just pals. And it's not a show. Hi, team. Hey. Oh, my goodness, Tara. We're, we're on episode three. It is episode three. I can't believe it. I'm so excited that we're just, we're having so much fun recording these that it's become <laughs> in no way, in no way, a, a, a painful experience. It's just fun. It's just fun. We're just, we're just crushing through because we can't stop talking about these dumb subjects. Yeah. And it's like, it's just a fun thing. It's not a show. It's a fun thing. It's not a show. Uh, by the way, have we mentioned this is not a show. So if you're looking for a show, you're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place. And that's just that. So look away if you're looking for a show. If you're looking for two people just shooting the proverbial S Ooh. and uh, having a great time. Uh, I'm so glad you're here, everyone. This is fun. I am excited. We, you know, we, we didn't have a format for this rant when we talked about how fun it might be to do this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you heard the intro, you know, you know who we are. We're, we're a couple of pals and pals that are a couple, et cetera. Uh, And we often perform in regular time, but right now it just has been so fun to just chat like we used to chat. Yeah. off of the stage keep it cash talk to our our listeners and our followers about questions they want to turn in and have us chit chat about and uh we've gotten the greatest questions these questions i keep leaving through i try not to think about the questions that we get i just grab the questions for the episode and don't let my brain wander because i want to have my first kind of like real organic engagement with rants when we talk about the thing but man these questions are so funny they're they're just yeah. so funny if, if, if this is the first time that you're listening uh last in our last episode episode two we discussed brunch dog dreams and old babies <laughs> if that's not enough to make people listen i mean episode one was outrageous it was live streamed we, we can't have a live audience right now during this time but we do have a virtual live audience on episode one and it was so fun because we had tons of people on three platforms writing in very quickly to tell us how they felt about each thing we were talking about and that was a ball we're also recording these canned episodes where rance and i are only talking and then we uh feel free to write us about anything we say so we can address it later we love mail so if you have a strong strong stance about it we definitely want to hear it that's the fun of this is we get to either hear you live on the stream or the comments i guess i should say now because it's not really live but it's virtually live and and or on these canned episodes we just get to talk and then we get to hear from you later which is also in my eyes win-win because we get to kind of reflect and read through mail for the first time on air uh, or look at fan art or any of that stuff that's come up organically in the last two episodes. And that's just, that's just a ball. So thank you for being awesome so far. This isn't a show. I mean, it's not a show, but uh, it, it it sure feels like a real joy ride. It sure does. So this episode, as Tara said, is in the cans. Uh, in the cans. I did say <laughs> I said it was in the cans, just like a toilet. It's right down the, the old commode. Is that what that means? 
know what that means? <laughs> I don't. I think I said it was a canned episode, but it's not in the cans. Ah. Uh, Although I don't know if I might say it's in the can. Let me think about that. Would you say it's in the can? I think I think canned episode in the can means it's been recorded on reel to reel, and they've taken the reel and put it in a can. I agree. And now they've got the episode. It's uh, it's in the can. Hey, Mister, looks like this episode's ready to go. But I think if you say in the cans, you're basically saying they went down multiple toilets. Yeah, this show is not live right now. It's being taped. Uh, at our home. <laughs> Man, I, I'm so bad at that still. Just speaking to that as yeah. it stands, I can't stop saying taped. I, I've i really tried. I, I feel like I'm generally pretty okay at modifying my language because <laughs> it's hard. Language is, is a living thing, right? But for some reason, taped is like stuck in my 80s, 90s grow up head, which is like, oh yeah, I've got that on tape is like something I definitely still say. I don't say, I, I, recorded it i don't know what you'd even what would you say i recorded it I would, say, I would say recorded and i think that just maybe within the last four years i finally feel like i've strongly crossed over to recorded instead of videotaped oh good for you congratulations i videotaped a show oh yeah maybe it's because i don't tape shows anymore because everything's just around yeah. Yeah, you don't have to tape a show. Whereas like before you had to be like, I got to go set the old VCR for different world at eight 30 on Thursday. You had to like plug it in. Yeah. I think that was his actual show time. I feel good about that. Whoa. <laughs> remember musty, remember musty TV. Remember that? Uh, yeah. That's all I refer to every Thursday. <laughs> it's still stuck in our brains. There's no such thing as that now because musty TV is just Netflix or whatever. Any carrier, yeah. and and what is really must see? Like it, it's like, yeah, that's true. It's just all binge worthy. Nothing is must see TV anymore because it's all just things you find. But yeah. also, it's like if you need to see something specific, it's like viral. It's like a viral thing. Like we should watch this Beyonce thing, or we should, you know, check out this, uh, I don't know, YouTube video or something. It's like not not like a, a TV yeah. program. Or it's like marketed as binge watch. Like we just gave you yeah. 12 episodes of blank. <laughs> yeah, they know what we want right now. That's like, are you going to stay inside for the next day and three quarters? Congrats. Here's Ozark. So we're Taryn Rance. This is a show. <laughs> 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 oh, I laughed so hard I almost passed out. Uh oh, careful. That was so funny. <laughs> so, anyway, so, so anyway. anyway. Oh my God, that was so funny. Enough about my CTV. I'm glad you're with us today. Yeah. You chose to listen to this at whatever time suited you, and that's the musty podcast that you needed. Yeah, you have this, you're you've you're looking at this podcast as you listen to it straight from the can. And, and uh you're you're we have questions from you that we're going to answer. Tara Tara got gathered a bunch of questions when we first started this out. So she many. wanted a couple questions, she got about 250. So many. And I try to I've been trying, like I said at the beginning of this, I think this podcast. I've been trying not to read them and like really let myself think about them too much because I want to experience it fresh with rants as we go through. We're on episode three. 
Uh, I can't believe it. We got three questions tonight, Rants, to just dive into here. Do it. What's question number one? Okay. 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 I'm going to give you. Uh, I'm going to give you an either or question first. Ooh. Polar bears or grizzly bears? And it's a question from Scott Rawson in Madison, Wisconsin. That's it. Yeah, it's like an either or. Now, this is a we don't get a lot of these anymore. At very first, when I asked for questions, a lot of people were like blank or blank. But then the questions got so wild that we yeah. shifted away from the either or. But the fun is talking about the why of the either or. So if we do have an either or question now and then, your job is to go on the journey of explaining to us why it is. Yeah. I yeah I need like I I typically need like something to qualify quantify and and I mean I would say definitely polar bears if the question was what do we need more of oh that's nice yeah and uh, I would say grizzly bears if the question was what do you least want to be attacked by (laughs) so the qualifier here is what's holding you back so let me let me tell you what I think. I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to take a stab. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that they're, they're probably generally asking what most people would on either or, which is what's your preference? Like, which one do you like more? I guess is is generally what this the expectation would be. Uh, I would I would go uh, polar bear simply because I, li- I like an underdog, and uh, I'm more drawn to their story and how like like trying to save them is a, is a cool. I like seeing them swim uh, in water in the zoo. Mm-hmm. I like to see this giant creature like just playing with a ball in the water. <laughs> yeah, we're just having a little fun. We're just drinking Coca-Colas and having some fun. Like I I don't like their situation where they are not uh, they're they're sort of like their habitat is sort of crumbling. I think I might also go with polar bears. When I saw this question initially, my instinct was grizzly only because I think I, you know, grizzlies are more in our like terrain. I mean, like in the, in North America, we don't see a lot of polar bears unless you're at the zoo. So I wondered if I coupled some zoo stuff with it, but also like, I love, I do like a polar bear, a polar bear. And I do feel sad for polar bears and I feel like they need more ice and they need more terrain. Yeah. I, 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 you know what else? Grizzly bears make me like have a really strange level of discomfort that has nothing to do with them being like killing machines. Like I think they they have like an awkward face. <laughs> what? You know that thing about like if if a bear is attacking you're supposed to hit it in the nose. Okay. <laughs> is that thing you're not familiar with? I'm not so familiar with it, but I also know I I am familiar with like there's different tactics for different bears. Like there's one type of bear that you're supposed to stand still for, and another type of bear you're supposed to make as much nose, no, nose as much noise as possible. Uh, so I, I didn't know that in particular about grizzly bears. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's I think it might be grizzlies and brown bears. I, if, unless my facts are wrong, I went camping. Uh, Rance knows this, but I went camping out west, like right after I graduated college for a long, long time, like a month. A bunch of friends and I like hiked everywhere and camped and pitched tents and like slept outside in the elements and all that stuff. All the stuff you do on a cool like out west, just like national parks tour kind of thing. Slept under the stars. It was really great. But we also like had brown bears around a lot. And we had to wear a thing called bear chimes, 
which mm. I <clears throat> would never, ever, I don't think I would ever do this level of hiking now. A, it's like fairly athletic and, and B, you are like sleeping outside and a bear could come to your tent at any time. And I, I don't know that I would be like, Hey, this is fine. We had to strap these like basically like jingle bells to our backpacks to, to hike. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they had were like, they had bear spray. We had bear chimes. Uh, and we also like, were told like, if you can hit a bear in the face, which, which I already have opinion, <laughs> opinions about it. Like, let me just get one good swing. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Like if they're attacking you, ooh, the nose is like the place that hurts the most or like disorients them the most. Um, so if you like hit a bear in the nose, it's, a, <laughs> it's supposed to stop attacking you Um, but grizzly bears are way bigger than brown bears um and also just like think about uncle buck okay uncle buck's a a grizzly right Uh, i i think uncle buck is uh oh i'm sorry is it the great outdoors i'm thinking of uh, uncle uncle buck has no bears in it okay so the great outdoors (laughs) sorry i'm mixing up my john candy movies uh the great outdoors i believe has a a bear in it and the bear is enormous. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, as tall as the cabin. I feel like it can't fit through the door. Huh. Uh, and it has to like come in and kind of like hunch and get in. It's a real bear they used for the movie. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's trained or whatever, but anyway, it comes in and it kind of like bear screams. How you know, they're like, oh, you know, like when bears make noise, they look crazy. They look like, like their mouth isn't like their mouth. <laughs> yeah. Their mouth has a lot of like, sort of side to side movement that's not yeah. quite symmetrical. Yeah, I'm just going on record to say that bears have awkward faces, I guess. I guess I wouldn't have like would have not really sat down with this <laughs> otherwise, but I'm thinking about it now and I I feel like maybe what makes me uncomfortable about grizzly bears is the way they like move. Now here's another thing. I've also seen Warner Herzog's Grizzly Man. I was going to bring that up. Okay, good. Like way more way more times than a person should have. I, I I bet I've seen it like almost 10 times. I don't know why. I don't know why I've seen it that many times. But yeah, I've seen it a lot. And it is <sighs> Rance hasn't seen it. I don't want to like I don't want to like ruin it for anybody. If anyone's gonna watch it, it's it's a good documentary, but it's about this guy, Timothy Treadwell, that lives in the wild with bears and basically kind of believes he's a, a bear. I mean, it's a real person. I don't want to like... That, that was his first mistake. That was his first mistake. For sure. It might not be his first mistake, but it's definitely his middle to last mistakes. I mean, I think I think that's uh, what's troubling about this documentary is this person is not necessarily in the greatest state of mind and they are living amongst bears. Part of it's really beautiful. Part of it's really like wonderful and it, and it's it's honorable in some ways, and some of it's like just not good. Where you're like, I this guy is not a bear; he's a human. He's a human, and he is not a bear, and he needs to sit down with that and make sure that it doesn't become his, you know, his demise. Which yeah. spoiler, um, a lot of the movie is about that it is. So the, I guess you would learn that fairly quickly. But I yeah, think everyone knows what happens to that guy in the movie. Yeah. Okay, good. I just didn't want to like be like, hey, this thing's ruined for you. But um, yeah, and, and the grizzly bears in that movie are like, they're really beautiful. They're out on this plane and like eating. I think it's Alaska, if memory serves, out of my whatever, seven times really seeing it. And uh, yeah, they're, they're beautiful, but they're like, they are not to be played with, y'all. 
No, uh, you need to respect a bear, like polar bear, grizzly bear. I think I don't even have an either or because I think they're both great. I think they're majestic. I think yeah. they are not to be trifled with, and you need to uh, respect not only their their beauty but their power, and that they're animals who eat meat and uh, also defend themselves from predators. Yeah, I guess that's what I don't. I don't feel as urgently scared by a polar bear whether i should or shouldn't i just don't think there's the folklore of like being attacked by a grizzly bear is more prominent than worrying about a polar bear coming after you because a polar bear probably doesn't have a lot of humans around it on the average whereas a grizzly bear might that's my guess if if this question also was which would you rather be attacked by oh i would rather be attacked by a polar bear and here's why Tell me. Because the grizzly bear is more likely to be in the forest. So you're like in amongst trees and it's hard to see. Mm -hmm. Whereas the polar bear is in the snow. So you're like looking at a, sure, it's a white bear, but you're looking at like probably a, a nice flat tundra of snow to be able to see a thing coming. And B, I wouldn't be in the snow. Like I just wouldn't be there. So I'd rather be attacked by one of them because I'd be most likely to not be where they would be to be attacked in the first place. No, but that's not the question you're posing. Hold on a second. Just because you wouldn't normally be in the snow doesn't mean you can elect out of being attacked. You just said, I'd rather be attacked by a polar bear than a grizzly bear. It doesn't matter how often that happens. Aha! If you see face, you'd see that I got him. I got, oh, I got him, everybody. I got him. I think it's a good, I think what you're saying is right. We You have less, what you're arguing, I believe, is you have less possibility of being attacked by a polar bear maybe because there's like open open land and yeah. uh well i guess there isn't a grizzly bear too but it's cold and you can get out of there you might not be outside as much i think i'd rather be attacked by a polar bear as well because i'm wondering if it would i would just be like frozen rather than like if i like maybe i'd be numb because i'm like laying in a pile of snow <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna go there and oh, you're like Grizzly bear? No way. You just, it would be awful. I guess my question that I'm posing to myself is which habitat would you rather go to knowing there are bears there? Rant. You mean an attack? No, time out. This question is not what's your vacation plan? <laughs> this question is polar bears or grizzly bears. And you amended it to say, which would I rather be attacked by? Which, I, which vacation destination would you rather go to? Grizzly bears or polar bears? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting question, but it's not the one we have. <clears throat> I do think that, like, I guess you could be attacked by a polar bear in a zoo, and that would be garbage, too. But yeah. I think that a grizzly bear would be worse. I don't know why. I just feel it. If we're talking about preference, I think it's polar bears. If we're talking about attacks, I think it's polar bears. If we're talking about general, like, cozy feelings, I think it might be polar bears because of Coca-Cola. Hmm. Well, I think we successfully answered that one. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Scott. I mean, that was a that was an interesting one, though. I I, I guess I didn't expect it to go that long. <laughs> I didn't either. That was that we. It's because it was so open ended that we had to hit a bunch of different angles. Yeah, I like that part. That's what I like about those either ors because you can just say an answer. Or you can be stupid like us and really, really go into it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, next question. Rain? 
<laughs> Brain? Discuss. Uh, okay, next question. I, I like this one because it's bizarre. And I, I did think about this for a moment, but I'm leaving it open for you. Okay. From Jim Doyle in Orlando, Florida. Hi, Jim Doyle. Jim Doyle. This question is, can you describe what happens when people wait? When people wait? I think, and I, I'll tell you what I think the spirit of this question is. What's a description of waiting? And what does that feel like in the human body? Well, I feel like, uh, I feel like waiting only happens when you're expecting a desired outcome Mm-hmm. that hasn't happened i think that's fair so like if you're not expecting a desired outcome then you're not waiting for anything but if you that are so, expecting, i need to call a time out that is a really beautiful you should feel really proud of that sentence that you just you just spoke because i think that's that is really well said meaning that like if there's outcome desired then waiting happens but there's no waiting if you're present or if you're or if you're like maybe if you're just like pleased i won't even call it presence but like if you're doing fine and you're pleased, you're probably not waiting for much. Although yeah. I guess you can wait for a ride and you can still be pleased, but you're still expecting an an outcome. You're expecting a ride. Yeah. Waiting doesn't necessarily hold in its own anxiety, good or bad. Yes. It describes the amount of time between expecting an outcome and the outcome happening. Yes. So if like, regardless of effort, like I've been, I'm waiting to win the lottery and I don't know the last time I've spent money on the lottery. So I, I, although I would be cool, I'd love to have the outcome of I win the lottery. I'm not pursuing it. Well, I would say that that's a difference, right? What you're describing is you're not waiting to win the lottery. You're playing the lottery. Because there's no expectation of outcome. But I'm saying you're playing the lottery is a thing that a, a way to wait for the lottery. To, uh, playing the lottery is a way to wait for winning for it. Just like if I'm waiting for a ride to get to a destination. Yeah. Let's say bus, because bus is the best example. When I when I rode the bus more in Chicago, I'd be at a stop. And I'd wait for the bus. Okay, but wait. I just wait too long. I'd start to walk. So I'd be moving towards my destination. And then I'd get to the next bus stop along the route and check and see if the bus was coming yet. Yeah. But I think what you're saying, I I I I take some umbrage with what you're saying because I think I think that waiting implies that you expect to win. And when I would like, if I play the lottery, I wouldn't say I'm waiting to win the lottery because that means you think that you eventually will. Waiting has an outcome. So if I say something like, oh. I the lottery today, that just means, isn't that silly and fun? I played the lottery today with no expectation demanded. Waiting to win the lottery makes, makes me think, oh, this will be a fun conversation. Waiting to win the lottery makes me think that there is expectation tethered with the waiting which is also why I think some people are more negative than positive because they think like they deserve to win the lottery because mm-hmm. they're expected outcome. But I'll never be disappointed because I don't think that I, I think it's random who wins the lottery. I think it's beautiful chaos most of the time, how these things happen. So my, I don't feel 
like I deserve it. Therefore, I'm not waiting. I think I could get it. And that's cool. So I'm not waiting to win. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So some things are waiting doesn't count if if it's not a desired outcome. Mm. I know it's true. You still would want to win the lottery, but it's not a like deal breaker. Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean I wouldn't want it, but it's, it's, I guess I've, I've, I've come to, um, I'm at peace with the idea that I could or could not win. It just may change the trajectory of like not expecting it or expecting it. Right. So waiting implies like for, for instance, let's go classic. Let's say I'm waiting in line at like Chipotle. Okay. No, no. Uh, I'm waiting in line at Chipotle or I'm waiting in line at Disney World. My expectation is at, at some point I'm going to get my burrito or at some point I'm going to get on the ride and I better get my burrito at Disney World and I better get my ride at Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you will. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It means that like, I know that at the end of this, I get something. Right. But uh, that, along the same lines, there are some things that you wait for that do fall into that, that at the end of this, I expect this. Yes. And then maybe the expectation doesn't happen. No, I think that's a great, what you're saying is great. And what about this classic of like, I'm waiting for my one true love. Like, let's think of like when you're, when you're, you know, when, when you're like framing your life the way you want it to go. And you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to meet my, I'm going to meet my partner and then we're going to get married. It's like, there's all these like, or whatever, we're going to, we're going to live together. We're going to, we're going to make a life of our choosing, whatever it might be, but waiting to meet them assumes positive intent that you believe that you will get it. That's interesting. If you were less hopeful, maybe you'd say like, I don't know. I, I guess there'd be no waiting in that because like waiting implies there, there will be a payoff. Yeah. And there's that also that expectation. Like I go to Chipotle, I expect to have a burrito by the end of it. Cause that's, I'm watching people person after person in front of me do it. I'm seeing all the people at Disneyland go on the ride. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing all of my uh, all people around me that I know and don't know getting into relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, I have an expectation that this will happen to me. Yes. We're like that. Would, well, that'd be such a fun experiment to do. Like just have a line and like pick a random person and they'd be like, yeah, uh, what can I get for you? Uh, can I get uh steak? with beans and like oh we aren't selling any more burritos <laughs> just to mess with the expectation because then oh. is what well what have i been waiting for yeah that is wild i don't know i mean the, the the actual question i think we're we're orbiting it but we might be answering it can you describe what happens when people wait maybe he also means like physically i don't know like mm. there's a, there's an energy i guess in waiting but i think the expectation thing we're kind of talking about is the most interesting part of waiting. I just have a variable that also it's while you wait, you're simply passing time for what you construe to be the right amount of time. Like imagine like say that your, your internet service is not the best and you have to call, uh, you have to call the, the line to be like, I'm getting bad internet service and you're on hold waiting for a customer service representative 
and you're like, I've been on hold for five minutes. I'll keep holding. And then it gets to 10 and then it gets to 20. And you're like, what's going on? Same like waiting for a doctor in a doctor's office. The time gets further and further. And you have this window of like, this is how long I'll wait. And I'm, this is how long I'm supposed to wait. Uh-huh. And once it breaks that boundary, then it's like, then you just like, no, something's up. Like when you're, you're getting an Uber and it says the driver's two minutes away and it's been 10 minutes uh, till they get there. It's like something's wrong with the time frame. So one thing that you do while you wait is judge. <laughs> you judge the amount of time it's taken and react when it's uh, out of your per- perceived parameters. Ah, so if it's like, if you don't think the thing that you're going to get is worth the payoff, then your waiting time shortens. Or you just have a preconceived notion of, like, if I want, uh, if I want an Uber, Mm-hmm. I'll expect it in five to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. If I want a pizza, I'll expect it in 45. So it's like, we've, we kind of learned like, what are the things we will wait for and mm-hmm. what's the amount of time that we should need to wait for them. And then where does it fall out of there? So like that we're either, if we're, if we order something from Amazon and it's like, it'll be there in two days and it shows up the next day, you waited less and you're surprised, or it says it's going to be delayed a week and you're let down. Everything has like a perceived set time in your brain. So this might be fun to think about too, because I, I keep thinking back on these, like the ride or food or, you know, um, getting a car service or whatever, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and going back to that other example of like emotional waiting of like, I'm waiting for this thing that makes me feel like my life quality is better, which is not the same as going on a ride or getting a pizza. It's like, I'm waiting for, a time or like I'm waiting to graduate or I'm waiting for again, like, like to fall in love with the perfect person for me uh, or one of the perfect people for me or whatever, whatever your life is or like that kind of, that kind of thing. And when we have that in our minds, I wonder if we also build up because of our time waiting, we've built up the expectation of what they should and shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. So that we also have outcome that's bad because of how long the wait was like mm-hmm. that would be an interesting study. If it was like, do high school sweethearts stay together longer because their weight was short? <laughs> okay. Versus like, yeah, oh, maybe you know, we got married at like, like if someone gets married at 35, maybe they stay together less time because their expectation was this better be good by the time I get to this wedding rather than we were 18 when we met, we got married at 22. Yeah. Pretty okay. Maybe you changed. I've, stuff, I've but- waited so long for it that it, it had better be the best. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if there's, I, I would like to, I, I guess you can't quantify how that looks, right? Because it could be, there are all kinds of variables of like this person, it changed a lot while we were married young or they, um, they're they awful. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just trying to think of something like that. <laughs> they're just awful. Oh, here's why. They're oh, here's awful. <laughs> I figured it out. You know, it could just be things like that. Or like there's, you know, there's, there's distress about where you want to live or whatever. So you can't really probably study this, but I'm, I'm curious if there's intention in like, you know, I, if I didn't have to wait long for the thing, was it worth the wait? Yeah. That phrase right there is kind of mm-hmm. worth the wait. Yeah. What's worth the wait is kind of what you're talking about earlier about we have expectations of how long we should wait for a thing that we already know. Meaning like, like you said, pizza takes 45 minutes or whatever you said. That's like the, that's the perfect example of 
worth the wait. That's why pizza companies probably were like, we got to get it to them in 20 <laughs> because maybe yeah. that's not good. And they want to get it there faster than the other guy, you know? How long, what we probably, if in a perfect world, whatever we want is immediately available. Yes. But we, but we understand that those that logically can't happen. So we wait. And is the thing worth the amount of time that we need to get it? I don't know. That this is question is great. I mean, I really don't because there's so many layers to it. There's so many layers to this question. Great job, Jim Doyle. Oh, uh, I just don't know. I don't know how to identify exactly what it feels like to wait. I would. I, I, that's something I guess we haven't gone through yet. And this might be. Maybe this is our final question of this episode, and we'll save. We'll save what we got. I think there's a great answer for this question. Maybe we'll answer it in another episode. Oh, what's it feel like? See what it feels like. Rather than describe what it feels like, let's let you feel what it feels like. And maybe tell us, honestly, maybe write us an email about what it feels like to wait. And obviously this is us just being goofs. But if there is something that you're waiting for, what does that feel like? And I, I also don't think we necessarily said the energy of what it feels like to wait. And I think there's some, there's anticipation. There's excitement probably. And, and like in in the case that you're waiting for the most part, you want the thing that you're getting. So you're, you know, yeah, anxious, I guess is the right, like anxiety is probably coupled with it a little bit. Stress. Stress. Yeah. Anger. The thing isn't good, but I guess that would be outcome related. Yeah. Wow. For, waiting can make every emotion happen. It sure can because the outcome determines whether it was worth it. Even fear. Because you think you won't get the thing? No, because like, what if you're like, what if you hear something outside and you're waiting for it to stop? <laughs> now you're just describing a horror movie that has nothing to do with waiting. But yeah, I mean, I think that there could be fear though. You you could have, you could be fearful that the thing, the resource you're waiting for isn't plentiful. So then it's going to be exhausted by the time you get there. And then you're scared that you won't get it. Rance knows this. Rance knows this story. It's a favorite of mine. Uh, we used to do these these like gigs in Chicago when we were very young, very young children doing improv comedy. And we used to do these like uh, this this job called Newsies. OK, and what we would do is we'd like go out in corners, uh, a, a very big I guess it's not around anymore. So we can say it. Marshall Fields would like employ a bunch of improv people yep. and we'd go out on the corners of like State Street in Michigan, like like out on the popular streets downtown in Chicago. And you would like hand out candy or you'd like talk to people about sales and stuff. It was basically like our day job where you'd get a couple hundred bucks or whatever, a hundred bucks to do this thing for like five hours. And then you'd go do your improv shows at night. So it, it was it was great. Like coming up, it was like a fun Fun thing is you were with your friends. It was so, so cold in Chicago winters. It sucked. It was decent money too. Like for being a performer, it was like, whoa, I can make money just being out here handing out little candies and little coupons to people for a few hours. Yeah, it was fun. And it was also kind of like a fun rite of passage for so many of us, like hundreds of us did this job. And it was just a silly little like fraternity of people that did this thing anyway long-winded story to tell you context of we often gave out things like it'd be like oh we give out candy we give out frango mints and people would like bum rush us as quick as they could to grab what they could and it was awesome and one day we had we had these like basically what you grocery shop for like i, I don't know what to call those rants like, they're like shopping carts but they were plastic so yeah you like you've seen them like they typically are like 
I typically had seen them before with just elderly people where it's got like two wheels. It's yeah. kind of a two foot, three foot tall cart, but you yeah. put your groceries in it and just wheel it behind you without having to lift the actual groceries in the air. Yes. In Chicago, it was really convenient because so many people didn't have cars. So you'd like walk that grocery cart home uh, to your apartment or whatever. So we are giving out free shopping carts. These shopping carts are typically like 30 to 50 bucks. And they were giving them out as like fun prizes on the corners. And we got swarmed. Like we got swarmed, 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 swarmed. There were so many people. They all like rushed us. And we were just like trying to give them out left and right. They were flying. We had to keep running back to this garage to restock. And this one guy we worked with <laughs> um, like was holding one of them. And he was getting basically mauled. He held one up in this guy and he yelled, what do you think I'm giving away? And one woman after like a long pause went, a tablecloth? <laughs> they, didn't we all, know. they didn't even know we all laughed so hard because we were like we are getting ripped to shreds because people felt like i don't want to wait for this thing i've got to have it this is this may not be waiting as intensely as i'm, I'm telling the story thinking it's a waiting story and it was people were waiting but the wait time was very short their expectation was i have to have that thing the interesting thing about waiting is What's the thing and what's your perceived amount of time that's there? So if you see people giving free stuff away, you have this perceived wait time of zero and you get a thing that you just now thought I should be expecting this thing. So if you see other people getting to that zero wait time, if anything's more than that, then you start to freak out immediately. That's right. Why not get a free thing you don't have to wait for? How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool, but it could lead to you not thinking it's as great as it might be. That's Waiting's tricky. Waiting's tricky. Good Write work, Jim. Waiting, I guess. Yeah, good work, Jim. Write us about waiting this week. I, I would like to hear about that. Well, I'm going to do two two things this episode because this was a. Who knew that polar bears or grizzly bears would be such <laughs> such a hot topic? And this waiting question has really put us into a existential uh, crisis. Yeah. Thinking about what it means, I guess. Hey, if you want to, if you want to know what that third topic is, come check out another episode. You're gonna have to wait for it. You have to wait. Wait for it. Wait for it. Uh, we. Wait. Uh, this is not a show. Oh. Oh. Uh, we love you. Thank you for watching this or listening to this wherever you may yeah. be. Again, write us at the email listed and check out our Patreon and check out our website and check out the Nest Theater, our producer of this show. The Nest Theater is in Seabus, Central Ohio. Uh, they produce all of our live shows. There's 25 main stage shows in regular time and including right now some virtual shows just like the one you're listening to. Uh, in addition to One Hot Dollar as well, a game show that's every week. So if you would like to know a, anything about either of those shows, go to nesttheater.com, uh, spelled with an R-E. We'll have that on the listing as well. And additionally, if you can throw any money their way, they sure would appreciate it during this time. Thank you for just listening and having fun with us. Yeah, we'll see you again on the next episode. Bye. Bye.